episode of Satisfying Aesthetic. <laughs> Hello, hello. I tried to liven up our countdown. So I was like, five, four, three, two, one. And it, yeah. I was not prepared. She was not prepared. She was not prepared. Housekeeping on my end, not much. Harriet has become a hashtag cuddly season now that the weather has chilled, which has been cool. We love it. She has been ignoring her tower for months. We we were like, should we get rid of the tower? She's not sitting in the tower anymore. Like she's not a fan mm-hmm. of the tower anymore. The last few days, she's been in the tower, cuddling her own cute little face against the edge. <laughs> and she lets me and Olivia come over and we lay our heads on her back and she lets us do it for a full 45 seconds. It has become <laughs> so lovely. I can't even. Oh, I love that. I love when Harriet's sweet for 45 seconds. That's literally it. 45 seconds out of a 12-hour day. Yeah, that's it. Oh my god, Harriet. I love Harriet. But for those of you that don't know, when I was at Christine's for the wedding, Harriet <laughs> terrorized me all over the apartment. Like, I was trapped in that room. <laughs> it's like, Livia! <laughs> she hissed at Maggie every time she would get up. <laughs> like, it was wild. I would move. And she was ready to fight me, too. It wasn't like a scared hiss. It was like a, oh, you move again. I'm gonna fuck you up. She was the same way with my mom, too. My mom and Maggie were here at the same time for the wedding, and literally, <laughs> my mom tried to, like, pet her, and she would just fucking full-blown hissed. Hated her. Hated her. Yeah, it was uh, it was not the most enjoyable experience. Eventually, we just avoided each other, but pff, she trapped me in the bathroom, too. You remember that? For whatever reason, <laughs> she was just there at the door. She- Yes, she, so she does the. She loves the water, not to get in it, but to stare at it. And so when Olivia showers, if she doesn't leave the door open, she sits directly face against the door on the other side, waiting for Olivia to open that door. Like she like puts her forehead against the door and just sits there and waits. And then she runs over to the bathtub and watches the water drip. Like that's oh all God. she wants. And then she'll accidentally fall in and her paws will get all wet and she'll panic. Adorable. Scared the crap out of me when I opened the door. Yeah, no, not not nice for you. She was doing it to terrorize you. Yeah, yeah. So that that was super fun. So I'm glad she's she's being sweet. I'm sure that's very enjoyable. Any other updates? No, that's it. That's 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 it. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I cat updates for on my end because I don't really have anything either. Murray's been fighting a whole lot, so that's super fun. He's like all kinds of cut up. I like need to take him to the vet, and it's been on my list forever, but I'm too embarrassed to take him in right now because he is literally covered in like giant scabs. And I know they're gonna be like, What? You can't let him outside. I'm like, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> But what do you, you, but you don't understand. What do you want me to do? So I literally can't sleep if he doesn't. So yeah. like I can barely sleep when he does go outside. Like just true. forget trying to keep him inside. So we're going to let some of his scabs heal a little bit and try to take him to the vet because I haven't done that since I've owned him, I guess. But holy crap, I really want to lock him inside. Like one night I woke up at like 2 a.m. and was heard cat fighting happening, like kind of outside my window. I just like ran out in my pajamas like, Murray! <laughs> Looking <laughs> like scolding him. You don't know if he started that fight. He probably did. He's a fucking dick. So I was just like <sighs> running around my apartment building at 2 a.m. Like, Mark, where the fuck are you? <laughs> like, get over here. Yeah. I need him to stop doing that. I thought it was going to be cuddly season because the evenings are getting cold so that he would stay inside and sleep. And no, apparently it's fight club season. Yeah, we're going to call him Mixmaster Murray because he's mixing it up. Oh, God. He's yeah. he's giving me a heart attack every time. But anyway. He loves you. I know. Thankfully, he always comes back. Scabs and all. Scabs and all. <laughs> Arr, scabby. 
Oh, boy, that's funny. I've had a candy bar for breakfast. You guys can tell what kind of day I'm having. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's just getting started for you. So We did come home from Disney with a bunch of candy because it was Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, so we got to go trick-or-treating. And oh, my God, Olivia. Okay, we love my wife, right? Mm-hmm. We love my we love my wife. So we're going in through these all these lines to get, to get candy. They would give me a large scoop, and they would give Olivia a smaller scoop. And every time after we'd walk by the person, she was like, they are giving me half of what they're giving you she's like look at your bag look at my bag look at your bag look at my bag and i'm like sweetie it is not a big deal like it just isn't like they're using the same size scooper i'm like i think this is just a mental thing i really do i really do and the very next treat line we go into they give me like a half scoop and they Mm -hmm. give her a full like a full scoop and she's like that's right that's better i'm like okay oh my god that's so funny I love that she got competitive about the candy. <laughs> Genuinely. I'm like, I'm not doing anything different. We are both masked. We are both making eye contact. I don't know what to tell you, sweetie. I was like, maybe it's the tattoos. I don't know. Oh my God. That's so funny. I love but that. But she was adamant. She's like, why are they giving you more? Like genuinely, the whole walk between each treat stage. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't Hilarious. understand. I'm like, Dude, stop it. Okay. Shooty bop bop, shoot bop, shoot bop. Mom love me. Meow. <laughs> that was definitely a meow. <laughs> That was a meow. It was 100% a meow. Uh, obligation or obligation? I feel like we've done this one before. You think so? Well, let's get there. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like we've had. Maybe because we, I don't know. There's a chance we have. Uh, how about, now I'm scared we've done all these words. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we broke the random word generator. Is this it? <laughs> this is the end of the podcast. I think I can, hang on. This is the end of the podcast. Maybe I can. Should we get phrases? Can we get two word words? Well, so there's an option. Here we go. I can just create a whole list instead of doing it one at a time. Okay, I've got one I don't think we've done before. Bald or bald. <laughs> bald. I love that. <laughs> You're a bald, bald man. <laughs> Why does that sound so Midwestern? Oh my God. Bald. Oh, he's bald. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, Laverne. He's bald. Oh my god. Bald. Bald makes me think of my hair care journey because my hair started thinning pretty severely the earlier this year. I was going through All like right. a super stressful period and like the end of last year too, where I literally was just lo- losing hair in clumps. Like it was just bad. Like I couldn't do anything about it really until I my stress came down since then. So I definitely got a little paranoid. I was like, oh my God, I can't get stressed ever again or I'm going to be bald. Like <laughs> this can't, this can't happen. Um, so I went down like a, a rabbit hole of like all of these different like hair regrowth and hair care and all of this stuff. Found a lot of interesting stuff, found a lot of not so interesting stuff. Everybody and their mother swears on rosemary oil. So if that's what you see in your shampoo right now, that's why, which is interesting. And I tried doing that for a little bit, but uh, I don't, I don't, didn't love it. Don't they sell them in like the serum droppers that you mm-hmm. like put in your head and you rub it in? Yeah, they do. I, I do have a, a whole thing of that. But what I did start doing was hair oiling, which has been, or scalp oiling, which has been amazing, but it's a weird process. I'm actually going to do it later today. Instead of just like doing a couple drops of oil like on your scalp, I do like basically like half an ounce, (laughs) quite a few drops of oil and then seal it all up in like a head wrap for like four, four hours plus before I rinse it all out. And it's just been like a crazy 
kind of hair mask thing. But to be honest with you, like, I mean, also my life has settled down quite a bit. So like that, the stress levels are coming down. That's definitely helping. But like my hair has never felt softer. My whole, my whole situation has gotten so much better since I've been doing this. And I've only been doing it for like three or four weeks now. And I'm kind of swearing by it. Like my hair's wow. stronger, softer, healthier most of the time. I love it. I do it like once a week and it's like my little self-care thing. And I'm like, is it going to stop me from going bald? Probably not. But you know what? I got a lot of little regrowths coming in. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to lie. I have a problem with a dry flaky scalp. And for those of you that don't know, a dry flaky scalp is different than dandruff. So dandruff comes off in these big, terrible flakes. But we all call, you know, a head that shakes and looks like a snow globe dandruff. And it's not the case. I have a dry flaky scalp. That is what that is. It is a pain in the bottom. And I was doing lots of reading on the internet. And now I use a scalp massager and I use conditioner, but it's still not getting much better. And so I've been looking into some some oiling because my scalp is just dry. So yeah. I have to figure out how to. And I have to shower fairly often because my hair itself gets greasy and gross. I would highly invest in a scalp oil. Honestly, it's been life-changing. Like since I moved out to California, because I, I used to live in Chicago, which is a very humid environment. So most of the time in the summers, it's super humid out. So I didn't have to deal with like a lot of dry skin. But when I moved out here, it's a very dry environment, very different. My body has been adjusting, my skin has been adjusting, and my scalp has been adjusting. And my hair has been like my scalp has been very dry and a little itchy, which is not something I've ever had issues with before, um, especially in like one specific area. And since I've started doing the hair, like the scalp oiling thing, it not a problem. Literally has not been an issue. And there are scalp oils specifically that you would just like in the dropper do just like one or two drops and like let that kind of seep into your skin and and you should be good. But because my situation was dire, I went to the extreme level of like I do a hair oiling routine. But you definitely can just buy a scalp oil, like a good scalp oil and just do that every a few times a week and that should help a lot. The one thing I'm I'm learning now right now about myself is that and I don't know maybe this is the internet too but like oil is good for the body. <laughs> yeah, it's tough because there's a lot there's a hate there was a hate campaign on oil, right? It does cause acne. It can. Yeah. Clog pores for yes. sure, right? It's also like there's a big movement in food to get away from fats, but fat is a requirement for you. You need fats. Mm -hmm. It's honestly, sugar is more the enemy than anything, but mm -hmm. fats was, you know, the hate brand of food for years. Remember when everyone was like, oh, it's full of saturated fats. You yeah. Can't eat it. Yeah. It's like, actually, eh. so yeah, it's, it, there's a hate campaign against oil. Oil is good for you. Do you have any brands that you use? Honestly. Or trusted brands? I use, uh, to be very honest with you, I did a lot of research on this and all the research that I got to when it's like, okay, for like serious scalp oiling, it's all of your basic oils. Like I use a sweet almond oil, um, but you could use coconut oil or you can use like, there's a, I'll send you a list. There's a whole list of oils and you can literally just use an eyedropper or buy like a smaller one and just do that. So I use sweet almond oil, <laughs> like any brand. Or you're literally using a food product oil. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, it's made for beauty products. Like it's sweet almond oil is used in a lot of beauty products. So it's just like a base that if you're doing DIY beauty at home, you can buy on Amazon. It's super cheap, just like coconut oil. But yeah, I'm literally just using that. And that has been amazing. And I picked that one specifically because it's not as it's a dry oil. So it's not greasy. Like it's, it, it doesn't leave that greasy feeling on your skin and it's not it's more water soluble it's less likely to clog your pores so that's why I picked that one but yeah I did a lot of research before I picked an oil but you it you don't have to get fancy it doesn't need to be a specific brand you can literally use what's in your kitchen <laughs> 
You're using a sweet almond is what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet almond oil. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why that's the specific differenti- differentiator, but it is. And yeah, and that, I just picked that one because like coconut oil is too greasy on my skin. It will clog my pores. Like if I use coconut oil, it has to be like di- diluted somehow. Fascinating. But that one's a more greasy one. So I learned a lot. There's a lot of differences in oils. You can get a dry one or a more fatty oil, which will feel greasy on your skin, won't really dry, will clog your pores. So learn something new today. Wow. Yeah, that was (laughs) was awesome. Wow. Okay, great. Bald. (laughs) Bald makes me think of bald people, which makes me think of lately The Rock. Okay. Did you see the disaster that was his wax museum statue? No, I didn't. Tell me everything. So The Rock is Pacific Islander. I don't know what variety of that. Okay. He is some version of that. So he is not white. Mm -hmm. The Rock is not white. Mm -hmm. His statue at the, I believe it's a Paris wax museum, is white. Is so white, in fact, it is, it looks like Mr. Clean. Oh no. Oh my God. So, bro, I can't. Here we go. Here we go. Look at it. It does look like Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Why why did they put Mr. Clean's shirt on him? (laughs) Yeah, that's also it, right? So they put a blue high-collared shirt on him instead of like, you know, something that isn't blue or white that looks like Mr. Clean. Right. And they made him stark white. I mean, he looks so insanely white. Anyway, so this has been all over my feed for like weeks now. And finally, The Rock spoke out and was like, yo, you gotta you gotta paint it a few colors. You really do. You, <laughs> you gotta, really do. You gotta give it a tan. Let's give, you, the, let's no. give the guy a tan, okay? You really do. You really do. <laughs> So that's what's broken my internet feed is the absolute outrage about this wax statue. Rightfully so. Like, you can't just change the man's skin tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, Your social media feed is hilarious because that is not what mine looks like. (laughs) Well, it's because I think, honestly, I I think it's because I just finished Ballers on Netflix. Now that it's come to Netflix and it's the show with The Rock in it where he's a retired football player who becomes money managers for football players. And I think my phone was just like listening to The Rock's voice in the background. I was like, you would be interested in topics about The Rock. Right? Uh, I hate how I hate how much TikTok listens. I literally can't handle it some days where I just like, I'll be like, I had this conversation away from my phone. Why is it the first thing on my freaking for you page? Like I cannot deal with you anymore, TikTok. Stop listening to me. I will, and unfortunately, with current world events, there's a lot of war talk going on, and I have decided I cannot participate in current war conversation because yeah. I just can't wrap my mind around that in the 21st fucking century, we are going into another version of another conflict, while, by the way, the eastern part of the world is still in conflict. Like, I just, yeah. I, I can't believe that this is happening, and so I have reverted to watching old war things. Okay, that's an uh, interesting yeah. way to cope, but all right. It's a, it's a, I think it's because we know how those end, right? Oh, okay, So I think yeah, I yeah. find comfort yeah. in knowing that the, quote, good guys win in the end. Sure. And that level heads prevail-ish. Especially around World War II, right, where anti-Semitism was a big, was a big yeah. piece. And yeah. how after that, level heads prevailed. And I just really hope you go that direction again. In general, for everybody involved, all the human beings who should not be getting fucking killed in this terrible conflict. So I have reverted to watching old war things. So I just watched all of Band of Brothers in two days. Oh, that's right. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a 10-part HBO series on Netflix that I watched in quite literally two days. And uh, I finished Friday Night Lights, you know, 
clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? That's fine. We got to do what we got to do to get through it. Um, I was with some friends last night and the that kind of came up and just like that feeling of helplessness or like you're not doing enough or like what can you do? Yeah. And like I used to feel that way all the time until I realized that like we all play our part no matter how small and like if we have to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of anyone else, right? The whatever oxygen and airplane effect. And Mm. right now we're lucky enough to not need to be in survival mode that we can step away. And so we can take care of ourselves, but what can we do? And that can be, you know, if it's donating, that's still something. If it's spreading the word so that this conversation doesn't get lost, that's something. If it's spreading a tiny bit of joy to people's lives who are struggling with getting their heads out of how shitty the world is, that's still something. Yeah. I just feel like right now I just want everyone to take a second and just uh, the world is hard. Shit is difficult and sad. And like if even if you feel like you're not doing your part, as long as you're trying to be the best you, you are. Nothing else we can do. That was a good uh, Tony Award acceptance speech. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) No, it was good. It was good. And I appreciate it. It it was while you were speaking it, I was thinking of good speeches and how a bald eagle – often flies over good speeches and i was like bald eagle a bald eagle is that is that how you think of speeches like bald eagles are just flying behind people (laughs) honestly when i think of a good speech i I do think of it being outside and having birds involved whether that be bald eagles or somebody like releases a dove or whatever you know okay all right well i i appreciate your how how well how good you thought that speech was but you know it wasn't just for you it's for everybody right now i feel like we're all we're all we're all struggling with that is like seeing all of this stuff about the war and every it's just hard it's just hard the world is hard and it's easy to feel helpless and we can only do so much it is hard i think the world is just still in such a state of shock that we are we are here in in the 21st century we are we are steaming towards 2100 and yet we are still doing things we did in 1900 it's just yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, depressing. It's depressing and it's it depressing that the same things start the war every time, right? And it's just like, can we just stop oppressing humans ever at all, right? Can we just stop pushing other humans down so that other humans can rise like in such violent and aggressive ways, like yeah. competitively? If yeah. you guys want to kick their ass at the Olympics, go off. Right. But like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This is just, it's rough. It's rough. I know. I feel you. I'm on the same page. And I'm hoping that, you know, obviously for the best that level heads prevail. But we all know how anger works uh, and how egos go. Right. I also think it's super important. I think a lot of creators have taken the stance. I have taken the stance. I am not educated enough on this topic to I come agree. spewing opinions. Yeah. I'm just not. I also have no personal ties whatsoever to either side. Mm-hmm. And I just think my voice in that space is unnecessary. It yeah. muddies the waters and it just isn't helpful. Yeah. And I think a lot of people online are sharing all these like hot button clicky headlines and all this other shit and all of it is so condemning of one side accepting of the other and splitting everything into sides and doing all of this and a mm. lot of these people do not understand the extreme nuance of the history of yeah. the region the history of both peoples involved mm. the history of all peoples involved i mean it's just i have not said anything i will continue to not say anything because i think loss of all life is fucking tragic it is my yeah. job to save lives and so 
I'm just not educated enough on the topic to be like, yeah, let me come out and say a bunch of shit. I've watched dozens of hours on history of the region. And could I give a, a, a hot TED talk about it? Probably. And I still don't feel educated enough to talk about it. And that should say something for everyone's tolerance of how educated they are on it. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I mean, the history of of the conflict in that region is just so deep and intense. Like, I've spent years just because of being like an an activist type person and the conflict in Israel and Palestine has always existed. This has always been a conversation. This has always been a fight. Like ever since I've been someone who participated in like demonstrations or things like that, this has always been a topic of conversation. We're all just waiting for this point. People who pay attention, who are paying attention. Right. But like, even I, do not feel confident speaking on this topic. And I don't feel confident inserting myself right now. I don't feel confident educating people. I don't think that's what my platform is for. So personally, I've decided to take my fight offline where I feel like I'm more valuable. And for for me right now, the platform that I do have, I want to use it to help remind people that there still is beauty in the world when shit is like this. Because when the world is like this, it is so hard sometimes to look up and see that, yes, it's chaos and yes, it's hard, but it's also beautiful at the same time. And like, you have to take a minute to appreciate that or you're going to make yourself go insane. Yeah. I think the doom scrolling has been awfully heavy lately. A lot of people just scrolling from bad video to bad video to bad video. Uh, And I follow a couple of reporter type pages who are doing their best to stay objective and provide information, but it's just like, I don't know, it's so hard and it's so easy for people to fall into this dogma of I'm either on this side or I'm on this side. And it's just, it really highlights the divisiveness of media, especially. Sure. It's been wild. And yeah, it's important to remember that your life is not in a 16 by 8 screen. Like, go out and exist. Yeah. And like, as hard as hard as this is for so many people, I know it's hard for me. I think it's probably something that's hard for you, too, is like, you cannot say, you as one person cannot save everyone. We can't yeah. fix all the world's problems as much as we want to, as much as we hope for that and pray for that. Like we can't. The best thing that we can do is be, you know, best version of ourselves and carry ourselves through the world that way and hope that affects enough people that we're not having these conversations again, that this isn't happening again. Yeah. It's tough to working in medicine to to realize that you can't help everyone that comes to the door and yeah you get that some days on shift right where somebody comes in and and they're on the brink of of death and they hit that point and you did everything that you could leading up to it but you can't fix it or stop it or change it and it's just that never gets easier yeah of course not it, and it shouldn't we're human like it this is part of it the human right humanity is is pain and joy and it's chaos and beauty all at the same time so it's what makes the highs extra high you know, it's like you need both to understand. So it sucks. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I'm just trying to look for the silver lining wherever possible right now. 10 out of 10 recommend a vacation if you can take it, even if it's a little one. I felt much more recharged when we came back from Disney. Even if it's a digital one, honestly, like even if you just need to unplug from socials for a little bit, because that's like, that's the hard part. You know, you start getting one video and then another and then 
for me, at least I start to feel guilty that I'm not sharing or I'm not talking about Mm -hmm. it or Mm -hmm. I'm not like publicly making more of an impact or something. And it's just like, okay, enough. I need to take a step back and just reset. Yeah. I've had that guilt too. A lot of people who have posted and been like, I'm finally chiming in on this. And I'm like, I'm still not. I'm just, God, I'm so not the right person to say anything about it. And then I feel bad about it. I'm like, am I not using my platform for good? Am I just, I don't. I, I don't think, at least for me personally, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think like not acknowledging at all that something hard is happening in the world is probably, you know, not the best way, but like acknowledging that this is not the space for that here. That's not what I'm here for. And I have great resources linked for you or like can point you in that direction, but I am not it. I think that's like always of course, acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, that's fair. Yeah. And I've thought about posting something along those lines, but I'm just like, I don't... <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> like, you don't owe the internet anything, right? Like, right. at the end of right. the day, right. like, of course, we love everyone who watches and everyone who listens and, like, everyone who supports us. And, like, I am so grateful for everybody that I've met and everybody that's, like, connected with me through online but like at the end of the day our lives are way more important than what's happening on online and if that means that like you need to not talk about that or you need to focus on you or you're doing what you need to do in the background like you don't owe the internet explanation for that yeah that's true i have a tough time with that too because my platform is so about sincerity and vulnerability and transparency that the idea of taking time for me or putting up which i i mean i can do right like i put up hard boundaries about Mm-hmm. my work life and parts of my personal life, like where I'm living or whatever else. But yeah, I don't know why that, that part seems hard. I don't know. I think I feel that. I don't know. I think I feel that at least for me and you have a much bigger platform than I do. And like my content is mostly about me saying dumb shit in the mirror. So like if people, if it's not me saying something stupid, people just don't really care. Um, but like, I do sometimes feel that. And I think it's just the pressure of having a platform. Just the fact that like, you are kind of thrown into a spotlight where you have a voice. And so it feels like something important is happening and you should use that voice. At least that's how it feels for me. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky stuff. Didn't think bald was going to go here. Yeah, me either. But you know what? That's why this um, podcast is so interesting. So interesting. So interesting. We have over uh, 20,000 streams. That's exciting. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Oh, and then I accidentally told all of my friend group that I do a podcast. And so now they know about this, which means they, they're learning a lot about me. And uh, and they also all found my TikTok. That's all so exciting. <laughs> I had one person recognize me at Disney. They came up to me and Olivia and they're like, oh my God, I love your TikToks in the China <gasps> Pavilion. Oh my Epcot. God, that's so cute. I felt terrible because we were at the end of a very long day and I was like so obviously over it. I was like, oh my God, thanks. And then I immediately looked at my wife and was like, did I look like a raging bitch? Because I feel like a raging bitch. <laughs> I feel like I would be so awkward. I'm so thankful that has never happened to me and I hope it never does because I do not know how I would react. Oh, it gets worse. So then yesterday I'm at work (laughs) and a nursing student tells her preceptor that she follows me and she knows me and she's having a really hard time like not fangirling over me. And so my nurse friend takes it upon herself to basically hype me up and was like, oh yeah, she's like better than she is in the videos in person. Like she's an awesome person in real life. I'm like, I hate you so much. Like I hate you so much. And then my student, this first day I had this student yesterday is like, I'm sorry, you're famous where? I was like, literally nowhere. (laughs) Don't ever talk to me about it. Yeah. Don't bring it up, please. 
I'm overloading. It, that's interesting. That's an in- interesting experience that a lot of people don't understand. Like, I'm well, not even verified, guys. I'm not even famous. We're, I'm not even verified. We're just normal people. Like, we're just, we're just normal people. We're literally just like you, and we're just dumb enough to keep posting on the freaking internet. Yeah, because I have 624,000 people who maybe <laughs> 0.001% of them see my videos anymore. So Right, right, exactly. Like, I get like 300. It's like the same four people. Um, but yeah, like, in my comment sections, for sure. For sure. For sure. Which is like, again, I'm so grateful for every single one of those four people. Yes. Like, my account especially has always been like for me. Yeah. But I know like with you, you do a lot of educating and a lot of conversations about medicine and like a lot of connecting people. So I can't even imagine like how people feel when they see you. And that's just so crazy to me because you're just you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally just record my normal speaking into a phone (laughs) that's literally all that happens there's not a huge difference i'm a lot quieter in person when we're on the couch and stuff like i'm not on all the time i think that's probably the only difference i don't know it's just wild if any of you listeners are affiliated with a major news organization and you would like to interview christine kapow so that i can get fucking verified that'd be great that'd be awesome oh is that your goal all right well yeah put that out into the universe our listeners are listening someone someone's gonna help us out i'm actually i'm probably gonna make a video about it later today there you go hey anybody from a major news organization want to interview me about any of the topics that i love to talk about like um student loan debt or the insane raising of tuition costs year over year or basically those are the two things i want to talk about mostly okay that's that's what i want to talk about so well fingers crossed you're going to find the right outlet so that you can go ahead and get verified (laughs) on that note um i guess now that we've given everybody a little behind the scenes of the tiktok fame life (laughs) until next time you guys (laughs) 